Today on Blue 58, the Packers earned their 10th win of the season, but didn't look all that good doing it. Where does this leave the team heading into their crucial three-game finish to the 2019 regular season? Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast to thepowersweep.com. I'm your host, John Meerdink. Happy to be with you here celebrating another Packers win. Before we get too far, I want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored in part by Ticket King. This Coming Sunday is going to be the last regular season home game of the Packers 2019 schedule. They'll be taking on the Bears, and I think you should go see it in person. You're not going to regret it. I've been to night games, afternoon games, preseason games, warm games, cold games, even road games for the Packers. But the only kind of game that I haven't been to, oddly enough, just thinking about this recording this show, is a noon kickoff at Lambeau Field. But you can do it. Head to theticketking.com or check out the tickets link at thepowersweep.com to get your tickets for this Sunday's showdown. I think there was a little bit, well, in some circles, um, maybe very small circles, a couple people reached out to me after I published the preview episode for this weekend's game, um, wondering why the Packers needed to blow out the Redskins, because that was the title. Uh, of the last episode we did, uh, the Packers need to blow out the Redskins. And I realized that I may have been a little bit unclear with that title. My point in titling the podcast what I did was the Packers needed to blow out the Redskins for me to feel good about the Packers going forward. I made the case in the preview episode that the Packers were well-equipped and well-positioned to take care of business against a team that had really no business beating them or even being competitive, the Redskins were that bad. And the Packers really needed to just show up and put together a wire-to-wire effort where they really just dominated an opponent. That's something that we haven't seen in a long time, if ever, this season. That didn't happen. And as a result, I'm left sitting here not feeling all that great about the Packers moving forward. But that's a conversation for later in this show. The game itself is not super important here. The outcome is important. Where it leaves the Packers going forward is important. The other stuff, not so much. I'm not going to sit here in this particular episode and go through the whys or why nots about this this win. What went well, what didn't go well. We'll touch on a few things throughout the podcast here, but I want to just focus on the good, the bad, and the ugly from this game and what it all means kind of going forward. For the Packers. So let's start with the good. Because there is a lot of good that comes out of this game. Yeah, it may have been a little bit of of a disappointment to only win by five points over a three-win team. A very, very, perhaps historically bad three-win team. But there is plenty of good stuff to talk about. So let's do that. First and foremost, 10 wins. Mike McCarthy, to his eternal credit, always used to say, get to 10 wins and then see what happens next. That was the goal for him every season. And he did it more often than not. Here the Packers are now sitting at 10 wins. And when everything is said and done with this year, no matter what happens over the next three weeks, whatever happens in the playoffs, I'm not going to sit here and complain all offseason that much about a 10-win season with a rookie head coach. I think expectations for this team have gotten a little bit outsized after the start that they had this year. That comes with the territory, sure. But I think if we rewound to July and said, hey, the Packers are going to have at least 10 wins this year, I think you'd be feeling pretty good about this Packers team. So enjoy that for what it's worth. 10 wins is 10 wins. No matter how they came, 
There are no style points in the NFL, as I've said time after time after time this year. 10 wins is a pretty darn good season. Even if you haven't beaten the the cream of the crop necessarily in the NFL, you still got 10 wins and nobody can take that away from you. Then you got to talk about the uniforms a little bit. At least I do, because this was just a gorgeous looking game. You get the Packers in green and gold versus the Redskins in white, burgundy and gold. I think that's about as good as it gets as far as a total matchup uh, in the NFL right now. That's old school. That's new school. That's it, it just looks good. That's how football should look to me. Playing on grass, get some grass stains in there. Hey, that's pretty darn good stuff. The win also keeps pace for the Packers with the rest of the top of the NFC. There's plenty of reason to be concerned, and like I said, we'll get to that. But 10 wins, again, is 10 wins. And they got their 10 today to stay right there with everybody else, with the 49ers, with the Saints, with the Vikings, everybody who's in contention for a bye in the playoffs. I think you also have to feel a little bit good about the overall explosive nature of the offense this week. They racked up eight explosive plays in this one. That is the second most in any game this year. Well, in in any game since week 12, not in any game this season. Um, But the second most in almost two months now. They had 12 against the Raiders way back in week seven. Eight is is pretty good. That's a pretty good effort. I'd feel pretty good about that overall. The problem was most of them came pretty early in this game. They didn't really sustain the start that they had. But again, we're looking at the good stuff here. I also feel pretty good about Kenny Clark finally getting some stats. I'm not of the opinion that Kenny Clark is having a bad season, but it was nice to see some stats come his way. Uh, like three, four weeks ago, something like that, there was a stat floating around that talked about Kenny Clark facing the most double teams in the NFL or, or very near it. Teams were doubling him at a rate that was just astonishing, even compared to guys like Aaron Donald and stuff like that. And I still think he could use some help up front, but it was nice to see, to see him, even with all that stuff going on, get some stats. A sack and a half against the Redskins pushes him to three on the season. That's still quite a ways off the pace that he set last year, but sacks can be kind of fickle. So whatever his final total ends up being, I'm nice. To, uh, it's nice for me at least to see uh, some of the stats kind of coming his way here down the stretch. Finally, punt returns and special teams in general I thought was pretty good. Uh, Tyler Irvin should probably start uh, giving his dimensions for a bust in Canton, at least after that performance today. A little bit tongue-in-cheek there, but compared to what else the Packers have had returning punts today, hey, it's pretty darn good. Sure, he got some extensive cushion from the Redskins special team units today, They were just kicking away and letting him field it with plenty of room to work, but more than 50 yards on punt returns helped put the Packers in pretty good field position. On top of that, J.K. Scott was pinning Washington deep uh, fairly regularly. Two of his four punts were inside the 20. He seems uh, seems to have gotten back in his groove that he was rolling on earlier this year, and that's been good to see as well. The bad. It wasn't all good on Sunday. There was some bad here too. Starting with 22 touches for Aaron Jones, still not feeling like quite enough. I'm not quite sure what to what to think of this because the 22 touches in one thing is one thing, but when you look at it kind of in context for how many plays the Packers actually had, he was getting the ball on almost four out of ten plays on Sunday. Uh, his usage rate, the number we track, was that 38.3% on Sunday. That is the second highest for any player on the Packers this year behind Jones himself, who had a 39.19% usage rate in Week 2. 
Uh, he was he got the 22 touches. He was the target of seven passes in addition to his 15, uh, 16 carries. So that's actually 23 out of the 60 plays that the Packers ran on Sunday were going his way. That's that's pretty good. But maybe it's because the Packers didn't do too much with his productivity at times that it feels like he could have used the ball even more. His big 40 something yard run was a was a good example. That drive or that play opened the drive. But then four plays later, the Packers were punting. So you have a big run on first down, and then it's essentially a three and out from there. That is just no good, and it was very characteristic of the Packers' offense on Sunday, unfortunately. You also saw a little bit of lagging production, again, from the wide receiver group. Devontae Adams had four catches for 41 yards. Everybody else combined for 30 yards on three catches. And I realize there are only so many opportunities to go around, but... Come on, guys. You just, they just need help at wide receiver. I don't know how you can sit there at this point in the season and say their wide receiver group is fine. It just isn't. It It's just not. It that It's that simple. Their, their receivers are just not that good behind Devontae Adams. Yes, Aaron Rodgers misses guys. He's missing guys at times at an astonishing rate. But the productivity just isn't there. If they were open enough for him to feel comfortable throwing them the ball, I think he would. Maybe he should take some more chances. Maybe he should try to work guys open a little bit more. But it, it's not all Aaron Rodgers either. And then you've got the ugly. There was some of that on Sunday too. Starting with Washington's, we're going to make Aaron Rodgers beat us approach, almost working. Kind of hinted at this in the last point. Aaron Rodgers has not played especially sharp at times this year. But this was the third time in five games he's had less than 200 yards passing. At times this year, people have talked about Aaron Rodgers as an MVP candidate. This stretch should put that to rest for good this year. He seems skittish in the pocket, just generally not sharp despite completing 64% of his passes this Sunday. If you decide to try to let Aaron Rodgers beat you and you're within an onside kick of having a chance to just beat the Packers flat out, that should be a little bit concerning if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. This is the sixth time in the last two seasons, by the way, that Rodgers has had fewer than 200 passing yards in a game that he has both started and finished. That should be a little bit concerning too, no? Right? More broadly speaking, I think this this qualifies as ugly. The Packers just do not look like a team right now that can hang with the rest of the NFC playoff field in a playoff game. The 49ers and the Saints had a slugfest today. 48-46 the final there. I don't know if the Packers could hang with either of those teams right now. We already saw how they did against the 49ers. Then you had Minnesota handling the Lions 20-7. The Rams beat the Seahawks 20-12. The Rams can take the Packers out of the playoffs, by the way. If they went out and the Packers lose two of their next three, that there's a lot of variables that have to go right there. Uh, but it's it's not impossible. Just among that group, the Packers look a little bit like they're sitting at the kids' table. Again, the 49ers and Saints, 48-46. Minnesota taking care of business against the Lions. The Rams beating the Seahawks. And the Packers 
are an onside kick away from having to defend a game-winning drive, potentially, for the Washington Redskins. That just doesn't seem like contender material to me. And the way the Packers have played the last month, losing to Chicago or Detroit, to say nothing of the Vikings, seems way more possible now than it did even when I first brought it up, and that's concerning to me as well. What happens next here? Well, the Packers have the Bears at Lambeau Field on Sunday. The Bears beat the snot out of the Cowboys this week, but then again, who hasn't lately? I think at this point, this game feels pretty much dead even. The The Bears have gotten things figured out a little bit on offense. That defense is still solid. It's going to be a tough one. This is also, as I mentioned up top, the last home game of the regular season until the playoffs. If things go the way they look, it looks like the Packers will probably get a home playoff game, and that's pretty good. The Packers can also clinch a playoff spot with a win over the Bears and a Rams loss to the Cowboys. Not a lot of Cowboys victories happening lately, but you never know. So it could be a real good weekend for the Packers. It could be the start of something real ugly for the Packers. Let's hope it's the former. That's all I've got for you on this particular episode. A bit shorter than usual, but uh, that's okay. Um, this game in particular was not really what we wanted to be talking about anyway. We expected the Packers to win. That they didn't win is frustrating, but hey, uh, ultimately the win is what was important. The bigger picture now is what the Packers really have to worry about. And uh, that's where we'll try to direct the rest of our focus as well over the remainder of the regular season here. If you want to connect with us, that's the best way to to uh, to help us grow this entire thing. Uh, leave us a comment, reach out on social media, drop us an email. Uh, people have been doing that more and more frequently recently, and uh, it means a lot to me. It's It's been a lot of fun to interact with a bunch of you as well. So, so keep that up. Uh, if you want to support us financially, check out patreon.com slash thepowersweep. A buck a month helps offset our uh, hosting costs for this show and for the powersweep.com. So we appreciate that as well. And if you want to look good while you support the show, uh, check out our fine selection of t-shirts and sweatshirts uh, via our shop uh, at Teespring. Click the store link at thepowersweep.com to find your way there. As always, reach out, ask questions if you got them. That's going to advance the conversation and help us meet our goal of helping everybody become smarter Packers fans. Because as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans, and better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I'm your host, John Meerdink. We will see you next time on Blue 58.